Hello and welcome to another Scots We Hey podcast. And today I'm joined by writer Ryan O'Connor to talk about his novel, The Voids. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Alistair. Thank you for, for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure because I can't wait to talk to you about, for people with the video version, I have the book here, The Voids. It's a, it's a cracking read. Um, so how do you describe The Voids to people? What's your kind of pitch when people ask about it? Uh, oh, I'm terrible at pitches, but um, essentially it's the story of one young man's journey, a kind of a spiritual, emotional journey of discovery, really, that takes place um, principally, um, uh, you know, in and around environs of, of what is a, a condemned high rise. Um, I mean, I, 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 someone asked me, I joked with someone recently when they asked that, I said, it's basically a 300 page um, version of the impossible dream. <laughs> the, 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 well, it's not, I can't remember who wrote it, but the song that Elvis obviously made very popular. Um, yeah, I remember the Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine did a version of that, which uh, back in the early nineties, but I know exactly the song you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so, and you know, I guess that is, that would be a kind of, just a kind of quick kind of way. I mean, what it's not, what I would say then is not, this is not answering, digressing a little bit, what it's not is, a novel about addiction um, and the alcohol in it, you know, although and the drugs, although they, 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 they're basically there more or less constantly, they're really just, they're a, they're a vehicle for the, the, the narrator, for the central character to tap into to these angels and demons that I guess have been haunting him his whole life and it's a way for him to kind of get back to that world to start to to, to, to deal with them in a sense or to make some kind of peace with them or understand them, if that makes sense. I know you didn't ask me, you know, that exact question, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's a really interesting answer because you, the, the, the descriptions you've used there are kind of all a, a positive aspect. I would imagine many people will read it and exactly drill into, you know, the, the, the uh, use of alcohol and use of drugs um, or the kind of need to escape but there's a sense of hope that kind of runs, I think anyway, kind of runs through it as well as your narrator um, comes to try and make sense of many things in his life, both present, mm. but also historic as well. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, um, it, it's, it's, I think, I mean, hopefully there's, the, the, the book is kind of, um, I would like to think the book is full of hope in that way. And in a sense, He's, I think that another thing I think with these, these novels, and this is what I was trying to do, I'm not saying I've done anything particularly new whatsoever, but with this character, with the, the I mean, I don't, I don't want to really kind of get hooked, like go on about too much about the, the, the drink and the drugs, because they're not really, as I say, they're just a vehicle, they're, they're, they're in there for, for much sense for that reason. But he's not trying to drink himself into oblivion. It's almost like he's trying to drink himself um, out of oblivion. He's not trying to drink himself out of life, he's trying to, in a way, he's using it as a vehicle trying to get back into life. And I know that sounds incredibly contradictory, but that was one of the things that I wanted to kind of explore and kind of use in a, as an idea in the novel, as opposed to that kind of classic, Glaswegian anti-hero, you know, drinking, blah, 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 and that whole kind of, that whole kind of approach. I mean, at one point, it's something that, I mean, I did the, 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 the launch the other night, Paul Buchanan picked up on the a phrase uh, at one point that he, when the character, says he's, you know, he knows and he, he himself is kind of a, a devotee of the long shot. I mean, he's very aware that what he's doing is, is a flawed enterprise and it could all go completely wrong, but he is trying in, in a kind of, uh, which will seem for a lot of people in a very contradictory way to, to get back into life, not to, to, to yeah, to get, to get, get out of life, if that makes, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does. And it, there's a few books that I was thinking about as I was reading it. Um, which do something similar, and I don't know whether they were inspiration for you or not, but I'll, I'll mention them and you can see, because Ro Rowan Buckland's The Sound of My Voice, I think does a similar thing. Drink is absolutely at the heart of that, but... I've read that actually, but I will know that you've mentioned Yeah, well, it's interesting, because I think you'll see, um, oh, it's one of my favourite novels, so I could go on about it for a long time, but it has got okay. that thing about a, a family. It's It's not your typical... Um, a Scottish book about the, the 
dark and the grim side of life. This is a man who kind of holds down a, a management level job and all of these things. I won't, we're not going to talk about it. I would think it'd be good to read it. I think you would really enjoy it. But also, Alison uh, E.L. Kennedy's book, Paradise, where it's a similar thing. She's got the character Hannah Lovecraft, who again is managing to hold down a job. And, and at the beginning, you've got someone who is employed, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. done list and all of the things. So how did you decide, how did you come up with the character and the story then that they were going to, or the, the journey, if you want that phrase that's overused, but that they were going to go through? How did you decide upon that? Well, it wasn't going to be this story of man spirals down, you know, uh, with drink and drugs. No, well, to be honest, I, I, can t- I don't know how long, how long your podcast is. I'll try and tell this as brief, I'll try and tell this as briefly as possible, but... Essentially, I started to write a novel about 12 years ago. I wrote the first 30 or so pages of it. And in that novel, the character lives on the 14th floor of a high rise. And I had the character then, but it was, this book was more or less fiction, complete fiction, really, in a sense. He lives on the 14th floor of a high rise. And a chance in, through a chance encounter, he moves from the high rise into a hotel, an old dilapidated hotel which is based on the George Hotel, a hotel I spent a wee bit of time in way back when it was still uh, opening, opened sort of thing. And in that novel, he's desperate to get out of the high rise. He's desperate to get away from this, this kind of cold, soulless place and into this other, back to this hotel, back to this older building that represents a sense of history and a connect, a, other, all sorts of connections that he doesn't have in this, in this environment that he's, he's living in. And he gets drawn into the world of the hotel and, you know, you probably know a wee bit of the, about the George Hotel yourself, and you know, I think Stan Laurel stayed there, and uh, Cary Grant, and lots of other people. In my novel, um, he, I have Alistair, uh, Alistair Crowley stays there, and uh, Oscar Wilde, and all sorts of characters, and I draw it becomes a quite a kind of a different novel. It turns out that kind of a. Uh, uh, the, the proprietor may or may not be the devil, but he's certainly a disciple of the devil, and it kind of ties in this. And it was this, and it was a work of kind of almost kind of dark gothic kind of fiction kind of vibe. But it was you know, it wasn't it was a horror and that was a, you know. But anyway, that was that was the gist of that novel. Um, um, and I got into about the first thirty or forty pages of it, and various things happened in my life. I guess essentially I had a bit of a mini breakdown. I, 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 left, I walked out of my job. Uh, where I was managing a restaurant, um, long-term relationship broke down, um, lost my home, all sorts of things happened. Um, and the only place I could go, go back to was my hometown, to my, to my mom's in my hometown. Um, but to be frank, all the things that had kind of culminated and all the kind of demons that had been following me my, in my own life, um, they were in my hometown. So I was back there for a couple of months. It just wasn't going to work because I was now in the center of the place of the things that were, that affected, you know, that were kind of, kind of affecting me and that really were partly responsible for this kind of break, I guess a certain kind of mini breakdown that I went through. Um, and so I applied for a housing association flat. And you know, you, know you get kind of, the, the flats are allocated, allocated in, in points and, mm-hmm. and basically, since I didn't really, I didn't really have any points. I was basically just a young, a young guy who was a bit messed up, and it, it went, his life had went sideways. And so I applied for the flat, and I, I only got one offer for one flat the whole time, and that was, believe it or not, on the 14th floor of a, a high rise. So then I moved in to the 14th floor of a high rise, um, and I finished the novel while I was in there. I was there for the best part of two years. After a few months of being there, it was it was we got letters really saying it was condemned, and then and in, in the end of it, ours wasn't knocked down. It was actually reclad, but several of the ones um, around them were. And there was a lot of uh, high rises being knocked down at that time around in that area. This was about 10, 12 years ago, like Plain Street and stuff. And I've got I've got photographs. Um, you know, there's a book, the Disappearing Glasgow book, is it, Chris? Uh, well, I've got photographs that I took that could have come straight out of his book because I, I was obviously he was must have been walking around there at the same time I was walking around and I was actually living there as well at that time and and what I thought at, the po- at that point was going to be that my high rise was her high rise was going to be uh, knocked down so anyway, I finished the novel there um 
I was out there on my own for about two years. I mean, I really was pretty, apart from the first few months, it was a very solitary experience. I really, I mean, I genuinely after the first few months, I must've had maybe six people uh, come and visit me while I was there. I spent most of my time, good part of a year and a half up there on my own, really. It's strange, once you're up there, you're, there is a real feeling of being um, cut off. So basically, I, f I finished the novel and it was kind of six months first and it looked like it was going to be, it looked like it was going to be published. The first hundred pages went out to publishers. I had a kind of loose arrangement with an, an agent at the time. First hundred pages were really, really well received. I mean, really well received. Um, and my agent at the time said, listen, this has been so well received, you could write anything for the next few hundred pages. Just get it finished. We'll get you a publishing deal. You'll get some money. Because I really wanted, you know, I was, I was, I was really, in I was in dire straits in a lot of way. And, um, for certain reasons in his own life, he was looking to get the book pushed forward as, as, as quickly as possible. But basically the next 200 pages were terrible. They were terrible. <laughs> um, the whole thing just absolutely, I flung everything but the kitchen, well, including the kitchen sink that went in there and it was a mess and it went back to the publishers and the publishers were like, well, this is like, this book, first half or the first third we loved, this is the rest of it. I mean, this looks like it's being written by someone someone else or someone, someone that can't write or someone that, that's got no idea of what they're doing. And it, it was, it was a mess. Um, and basically, uh, once I'd moved out of the high rise, so at this point I'd, I'd moved out of the high rise, because um, even though, you know, it was, a, it was a real learning experience there, it was a really important time in my life to, to have been up there in my own, but it wasn't easy. And so I did want to get out of there by the end of the kind of the almost two years. And not only I was, again, I found myself homeless, so I was couch surfing again, and one, one, uh, one, Dawn at about six a.m. I write. I wiped that that book from my that book from my laptop. I had a kind of working title blip. It was called. I wiped up wiped up from my laptop, and um, took the hard copy and went into the park and threw the whole thing away. About six o'clock one morning, um, which didn't go quite as well as I planned because I had a few glasses of wine and I thought it was going to be this big cathartic moment of moving on and you know it was going to be this big glorious thing and actual fact it was just really quite pathetic to be completely honest because I flung all the pages away and some of them landed at my feet and then others were stuck in the tree and some were in a bush and then I saw like a park guy and I thought oh god this is what, a, what an arrogant so-and-so I mean really all I've done here is make a mess and this guy's gonna to have to come and clean it all up so then I'm scrambling around trying to pick up the pages of this book and stuff it into stuff it into a bin um, Anyway, I got it all in the bin, what I could catch that hadn't blown all the way through the back. It all went a bit wrong. But inadvertently, I'd kept about 30 pages um, of this book. It really wasn't inadvertently. It was in amongst other notes. And so go forward a, kind of, uh, 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 a couple of years after uh, uh, kind of life built back up, met someone, had a wee boy, and then, oops, I've got someone flashing up here. And then... Um, I picked it back up. I kind of, you know, I was I was a father now and kind of not getting any younger. And I thought, um, it's, it's not that it's never never, but I thought I'm really going to make an effort to try and get this, get get a novel written and get it over the line. Because I'd, I'd I'd had a novel accepted for publication when I was about twenty years old as well. So this has been, I mean, I've had a, it was all it's just I went crazy roots into the, the wilderness so many times, and now life was a bit more sorted, and I was determined to do this and um, so really the voids which then switches because now the voids became set in a high rise there is a there is a there is a section that takes place a chapter that takes place in the George Hotel but in a way everything is reversed and it was no longer so much a work of fiction as a kind of autobiographical novel I mean it's still it is still fiction but it's, you know it's a, still a, very much a work of the imagination and I'm, and I'm wary of terms like Autofiction or buildings roman or um, romantic life or whatever you know they're but they're all kind of I guess they are all slightly applicable to what I was doing but I didn't say you know it wasn't really what I set out to do but then this this organically grew out of that 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 period and of those like I think it was like I don't know it was twenty eight pages or something that I kept from the original that I found from the original novel. No, but it's really interesting as well, and because I was going to ask you, because it's set in and around Glasgow, but it does feel to me a story that could happen in any or many or any a kind of UK city. But was it important to you because it has got this 
personal uh, autobiographical aspect to it that it was going to be set in Glasgow. It was important it would be set in Glasgow, but to be honest with you, I'm glad you picked up on that because initially I wasn't actually going to, I was going to have it a kind of nameless city. And even though it's set in Glasgow, and that was important to me because it's a city that, that you know, I, I love, but I just, it's, even though I'm not from Glasgow, it's really it's dear to me. Um, um, it's so many different aspects of it. Um, um, but I wanted it to have a sense of universality and um, to it and a kind of sense that it could have been any city, anywhere. And maybe I would have liked even a little bit more than that. But I'm glad you think it could have been any city in the UK because that was the, that was actually the idea. And I, I kind of wanted a feeling as well, it could have been any city in any kind of major, you know, any major country, anywhere sort of thing. So, so yeah, it was important, but it was also important that it didn't have, I mean, I know, I don't, I don't know because I'm the writer, not the reader. And I know it has probably does have a lot of the tropes of a kind of a Glaswegian novel or a Scottish novel, but I hope it has a, something else. Like, I was trying to create something else, something that something that, that, that kind of went beyond that kind of um, a slight. I mean, I'm not saying a re reimagining of the city in, in the way that Alistair Gray or anything managed, but you know, in, in Lanark or whatever. But certainly aspiring to even a wee, a wee bit of that, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. Some of the places in it, I, you've almost mentioned that they are real. They are based on real places, and I was thinking, reading it, yeah, I can. Think, I could almost take you to some of these places. Like for instance, the pub that's at the the kind of bottom of the highlight, like the satellite, the pub that you've got uh -huh. there, which you know, the, the daylight would hardly ever come in. You know, I've been to a few of those places, and often they are. Places, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, was that a help that that you could? There's something I really enjoy about reading novels about the city that I'm from, in that mm. you can go literally around these places. You can go to the flat in the West End, or you can go, you know, through the park, Kelvin Park, around and these things. And I think that's a really strong aspect of the voids. So although the story, you know, could relate to any other city, any other Western city, anyway, um, or as you say, probably just any other major city. There's something at, at its heart which I think, I guess it, it lends an authenticity to it because you know that you could take me to or any reader to these places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are places that I, I kind of knew intimately from the last what I was fifty last week. I was fifty last week. So, and I've lived in Glasgow on and off since I was about sixteen. So there are places that I knew intimately, and there are places that I. That I love. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, it's probably not the, the best thing to admit, especially if my partner, who we now have, we now have two children, hears this. But I could, I mean, this, and some people might think this is, you know, think it's very sad. But some of these places that people find quite dark and whatever. And I mean, I could sit and I could sit in them all day, all week, and just be there. <laughs> you know, I felt I felt a comfort in these places, and I felt you know there's such a sense of not just the the bars, but even just the but that landscape. I mean, there's a there's a whole area now. It's so sad. I think that the old red brick buildings and stuff, the whole part of this, just on the south side of the Broomielaw docks, mm -hmm. you know, that whole area where the old warehouses are, and they're all a lot of it's wasteland now. But I mean, and you know, I just I just love these areas of Glasgow. It's so so sad for me to, for me to see them um, disappear. I think they just have such Resonance um, in so many different, in so in so many ways. I just have a, 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 a such a, a powerful feeling to them for, for me, and 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 they're beautiful, and they're beautiful even in their and in, in their brokenness. Yeah. They're beautiful. So this landscape, and in the high rise, and you know, the demolished high rises, or you know that whole kind of that whole kind of place, the old kind of these kind of old ruthless shopping precincts and and whatnot. To me, they have. A, a, they really do have a, a poetry and an energy and a and a and a, a kind of sacred kind of broken vision all of their all of their own and so it, it lends itself to, to 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 be interpreted in that way if, if, if you don't mean that. Yeah. Well, these are often the places I think that still are rarely written about. Mm. Uh, you know, I, and. What I got from from the voyage was this: these were places that people could go and lose themselves, but in company of others. Yeah. Who are also, mm -hmm. there, you know, you've got many bits where 
your secondary characters, if, if that's the way to think about them, are, are fantastic, very memorable ones. And I think it's often people can come up with their own backstories, very different backstories, if they like, in these places where nobody really knows each other and actually people can accept that lies and, and, and yeah, yeah, stories yeah. are told. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can, in a way, they could get to be who they want to, to be or who they always dreamt of being. I mean, obviously, I mean, with in a bar or something in a situation like that, it, I mean, the interesting thing about that is that, and, and I'm sure you'll know this, everyone, 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 no, no, uh, well, anyone, everyone that's kind of spent any time in any kind of, of these kind of places will know that you can sit next to someone and then for the first hour, they're like your long lost brother. And then two drinks later, they want, they want to kill each. I mean, it's like, but there is, a, and it is this, 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 this kind of real mix of people. And it isn't, I mean, it's true, isn't it? It's true that you can, it's easier sometimes to talk to, to strangers. So even though, even though you might say that they're, 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 they're making fictions of themselves, they're lying essentially, often I think what they're, they're, they're it's their true selves, it's their, it's, or what they dreamt yeah. might have been their lives. And for me, that's val as valid as anyone's dream anywhere, you know, and, and, and I've found such humanity in that. I mean, the amount of times that people I've, I've met, and it wasn't like, I wasn't some kind of tourist in this place, these places. I mean, that's how I lived my life for, for better, for worse, for the last 20, 20 odd years until you know, things have really settled down over the last few years and I've become a dad and stuff. But before that, I lived quite a different life. And um, um, I don't want to say, I mean, this just sounds like so trite. And I say, if I say something like, these were my people, but they never me, and you know, that's how, you know, and I know I know what it was like to, 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 to think, I thought my life would turn out like this, or I thought my life would turn out like that. And, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it, and it didn't. Um, um, but their dreams are still as valid and as beautiful and as as glorious, you know. And that, and I kind of wanted to capture that. And also, with these kind of rundown places and these older places like that, and and also the kind of landscape that the ca the character seems to like to inhabit, the, the, the waste grounds and whatnot. That all these places also they do have a. There is always a sense of possibility. I kind of they're liminal slightly, slightly in the very fashionable work but term but um it has that you know you're on the threshold of something maybe going somewhere or or or, or not you might regress something terrible can happen but you're it, it is kind of it's like living this you're, being, you're kind of on the precipice of of things a little if that, yeah if that makes sense yeah. yeah i mean there are places often of change i mean sometimes forced change but they are often of change and you get this thing with the the, the high rise and it's it's a it's a home in inverted commas, but it's a home that looks as though it's going to be taken away from not just your central character, but there are other people, you know, still trying to to kind of be there. And that idea of, of change, there's there's that mix of hope that something different is going to happen, but also fear yes. of the unknown and what might happen next as well. Which I yes. kind of thought that was maybe what why uh, the the narrator. Um, drank was to kind of that mixture between fear of what happens next, but there's still that hope that things will change or that things will, you know, move on. I, there's a there's a few times um, where um, it, it's almost like getting a balance right of the drink. You think, well, if I have one more, then things will make sense and things will, you know, with the knowledge that it probably won't be one more, it might be two or three, and that takes you past that. Moment yeah. of clarity, I think, is what people are almost saying, you know, right, yeah, it's all going to make sense. Often he'll take a drink with him because he thinks, yeah, if I can just get this right, then I can do the thing that I want to do. And of course, often mm -hmm. it doesn't work it out doesn't, that yeah, way. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and that is that is that is that is definitely yeah a valid thing to say. And I mean, just just I guess I guess like I said previously though, he, he you know he knows it's a it's a it's a it's a flawed angle. It's a it's, you know it's a it's a potentially incredibly flawed pursuit. But he's just trying to. I think you know it's like that. Did I? I don't know if I mentioned this 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 already. But it's like the, the Robert Frost phrase. You know, and I think it's a kind of paraphrasing the book. The, you know the, the best way out is always through, and I think the characters say that sometimes at one point the best. It's not true that the best way out is always through, but sometimes it's the only way, and that's kind of his. You know, that's his. That's his kind of credo in a sense, 
Um, and I did actually think of having a central character have a different obsession or a different vehicle rather mm -hmm. uh, than alcohol, but it's because it was it, it fit the novel and it's something I know intimately um, from personal experience. It made sense to 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 use that as the as the as a vehicle with which he kind of tries to 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 break to break through. You know, yeah. I think again it goes back to that authenticity. I think you know it comes trains through in the book. You know, these are experiences which are not, you know, you can't really make them up. You've got to have very much experiences, experience. And I think having spent a lot of time in pubs myself, either working or drinking, you know, the, the, the situation and the, the people that, you know, that, that you do meet such people. It's a place again, where there's this weird uh, opposition of self-deception and honesty. Mm -hmm. Really honesty, yes, yes, yes. kind of kidding on as well. It's an, yeah. And there's a humour that comes with that that hopefully comes through in the book, you know, because it is. It's not. Uh, I mean, some of the some of the hopefully humorous situations, um, hopefully the humorous uh, in the book. Some of them might seem almost slightly ridiculous, but they're not really. These things, these things happen, and that kind of that kind of humour and that almost kind of like uh, Keystone Cop nature of just life and just that kind of point where you've just cried to cry so much you just start laughing at the, at the craziness of it all. You know, I think that that's it's not just something that's, you know, I, want, I don't want you to kind of go down that route saying, oh, it's a glass region thing or, you know, I, I'm sure it's universal, it's everywhere. It's a human condition, you know, I think I, I was brought up with that. I mean, my, you know, my mum, especially, she would, you know, you would just, sometimes things would just get so bad, <laughs> it's just so crazy, you would just, you have to start laughing, you know, and laugh at your yourself almost and laugh at the crazy situation you've, you've got yourself into. Um, yeah. I was going to ask about the humour in it because there is some really, I mean, it's, pitch black humour, but it is in there and it is funny. There's a few scenes I kind of made me think, oh yeah, like for instance, um, ordering food and you've forgotten you've already ordered. That is clearly something I have done in the past. Well, you know, we're, the group of us suddenly have huge amounts of Indian food on the table and we can't yeah, yeah. work out, you know, what happens. So you've got something, so, and there's a few episodes like that where you go, oh yeah, that, that that's uh, right. And they are very funny, but how do you get the balance between the humour and 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 the, the, what's a, a quite harrowing tale at times as well. I mean, I really, I can, I think that's part of this. The the, the job, my job as a kind of, as a writer, and my way to do it is just to, is just to. I'm, I'm quite methodical in my approach. My approach, I can take me a day or so to to get into. The work, especially, I've been away away from it. But my way is just throughout the whole book. It was just to kind of, it was to to just feel my way into it and 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 feel a sense of what I hope was was balance. You know that there was a a balance there, and and I can and I'm not I'm I would be the first man. I don't always. I'm sure I didn't always completely pull it off because it is it's quite difficult. It's the same. It's, I mean the same with. I mean I don't like we've kind of talked quite a lot about the over and but actually that's really not the kind of. At the, at the center of the book but and it well it isn't it isn't in a way but um it was the same with that you know i had to make a a kind of a, a kind of i feel like a kind of technical decision um to because to, 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 to either really go for it and take the and that was the, that was my approach was to yeah. to really get inside the book to get inside the book emotionally and psychologically and 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 to to, to try and drive it forward and have this i mean because this is one thing after this one incident another incident another incident and that could be you know that could be um let's be honest it could be quite dull and i did think of of breaking of breaking those instances up but i thought if i started to break it up it will slow the momentum of the book and i'll kind of want i don't kind of if people come out the, at the end of it and think right well that couldn't happen that's a, that's just, just bonkers i don't mind as long as i've pushed i didn't mind that as long as i've pushed them through and and I've got them to page 290 or whatever it is, however long the book is, without them thinking too much about it. Do, do you know what I mean? And that, and that always, and that, that was, that was, so it was a very much consciousness to do that with the, with the humor and also with the, the use of like light in the book as well. Um, I don't know if it was hopefully something you didn't notice, but I tried to just bring a lot of light to each, each page. I mean, I actually physically bring yeah. light. To the book so there's a kind of hopefully a kind of a luminosity there a kind of sense of uh, light that kind of permeates in the kind of pages if you like if that 
It yeah, does. No, I mean, it'll sound really grand. Here, no, but no, but absolutely it does, because you would think when I started reading, you think this is just going to get darker and darker and darker in every sense, but it doesn't. And you've got, obviously, as you say, experience of living on the 14th floor, going to visit people that lived in high rises. You have got that expanse and the, the views that no one else in the city is getting. So you've got that different kind of light coming in and then you use it throughout and particularly right at the end, you know, in a way that signifies that hope and it helps that level of hope that we talked about kind of run right through, you know, you never feel desperate. I, I didn't reading it, there wasn't a kind of desperation. It was, as you say, it was kind of someone pushing through something yeah. had to kind of get through. And he, and, yeah. Yeah, and, he, and he doesn't feel sorry for himself or I don't, I don't, I don't think he's not self-pitying and he doesn't um, judge or look down on any of the people he, he meets it's not you know it's not a and it's not a redemptive novel or a cautionary tale it's a it's an exploration you know of, of really it's 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 his journey but in a way what fed into it and in the writing of it for me it was a journey that I was on yeah. as well you know I mean it not not like it's like a, it wasn't like a kind of I didn't write it as a kind of self as a kind of self-help personal self-help book but or anything at all but there was you know he, he's learning as he goes and, I, and in a way as I was writing it I was learning it as, as, as I went about, obviously about him and about myself and that kind of, that kind of crossover. And, and there was that kind of, and I kind of tried to get a kind of, I kind of tried to blur the lines a little bit between the, the reader and the book. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mentioning places that are real places, some places are made up, some places it's different times. So it was a kind of, I was trying that, which again, hopefully kind of, uh, uh, aided that kind of that uh, just just blurred everything and, and and took you into that kind of dreamlike place where he kind of exists, you know. That, well, that that's again the 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 blurring, the dreamlike. It's a it's a lifestyle where necessary you might not realize what day it is or what time it is or you know whatever. There's also it does become very much a dreamlike state and just kind of moving to the next part of it, if you like, the next stage yeah. of the dream. I was wondering if uh, there was anything you'd written where you went, oh, I've taken that too far, and then you took it back out, or were you just you were you, you just kind of pushed ahead with everything? No, loads. loads. When I, <laughs> I was asked I was asked this question by a kind of Q and A thing that I had to do for um, my publisher, and um, there was loads I had to edit. Out. Yeah, there was a lot of edit. It just got too dark, mm. and some of the things. Um, I mean. The reviews have all been very favourable. So, but uh, there's one <laughs> there's one reviewer really wasn't very favourable at all. Um, and it was just funny reading some of the things they said. Like this, it was almost like you said these things are, are 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 this couldn't happen. It's not believable. And actually, I had to tone the things down because there were certain things that happened in coincidences that can happen in life and people you meet and strange things that happen. If you you wrote them as they were, people just wouldn't yeah believe true. it. I mean, and that's I mean. So I had to, so there was there was positive, beautiful things I had to really draw back on that I could have included, things that happened during that kind of uh, two-year period. And also dark, a darkness there that, I mean, my, 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 before I got the publisher and it was just when it was at, this, at, at my agent, at, uh, Alexander at Convalent Walsh, he, um, he came back and he was like, I don't know, he said, this is just too dark, this is too dark. This is, we need to, you need to, you know, just maybe rein it in a little bit. He didn't actually tell me to do that, but he, he, he hinted that might be a good idea. And then when I read it, I kind of thought, do you know what? Because at first I was like quite kind of a bit maybe a bit bloody minded about it. I thought, I'm going to do like this. I'm going to do this, and it's going to be like this, and like it or not. And then I thought, do you know, no, it needs it needs more light. It needs light. It needs balance. It needs humanity. And it kind of you know, and that is the that's that's um that's what the character, the central character, was all about. So it definitely needed. Yes, I had to edit quite. A lot, yeah, yeah, basically. That's interesting. There was a couple of scenes in it where I thought, oh, where's this going to go? And then if it had maybe not gone where I thought it was, uh, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything again, but uh, it was in it's interesting to hear that. But I think that kind of light almost comes across in the relationships that he makes throughout, because often the relationships which are not going to go anywhere long term, but mm -hmm. at that time, they're of great importance and comfort to both parties or to however many parties, you know. And I think sometimes 
at different stages in your life, those kind of relationships can be vital. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, and you know, I met, I've met so many, I've met so many people through my life, just coincidentally, and I've maybe only known them briefly, sometimes just for a few days, sometimes just for a night. And yet the grace I've had of them are, and a kind of sense of, you know, you're all right, you're okay, you know, you're worth it. You're you, you, that, that stranger can give you just even one night or or whatever can is is just so. I mean, it's out there. There, you know, it, it does happen like that. And 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 for me, these 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 little moments of humanity and grace that you pick up along the way, you know, when other, especially when there's a lot of other stuff going on in your life, are are just so beautiful and kind of important or they were important yeah to me and i guess we're in the kind of landscape and, the, and in the kind of uh, uh, the the places that we're talking about you know again the, i mean a lot of the, the relationships in the book are, are, are fleeting but these people live their lives you know live their lives fleetingly you know all sorts of things can befall them any day through poverty or illness or other things happen in their life or you know you're going to you know you can uh, go into a, a bar wherever it may be and you see one person see this person this one time and then you never never see them again never see them again you know and that's 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 how that's how that's how i i found it you know but i mean it wasn't just in you know it's not all just in bars i mean I've just so many moments i think there's a moment that doesn't come in the way where where he begins to unravel a bit where a, a, a an elderly lady just touches his cheek in the supermarket um and he just, he just, and says, "You okay, son? You don't, or something like that. You're okay, son. You, 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 you know, you don't look, you don't, you don't look right, or something. This is, is a complete stranger. And I've had moments like that before from complete strangers in the most unexpected places, and they're just, I just think they're they're beautiful, and they just, that was something I wanted to get across in the, the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the kindness of strangers uh, when you're feeling low can be the the most, you know. Uh, it can be a very important thing, without doubt. Going on to, uh, you know, this is your debut novel, and you told us a little bit about how it came to be published and the kind of long time it's taken to kind of get here. Um, I recently chaired a panel about getting published and the practicalities of the process, and I wondered if you could maybe you let, you know, go a little bit further about that, how you finally got to the stage where The Voids is out and published and, you know, what you had to go through to get to it. You know, I'm I'm probably not I'm probably not the best person to ask that because I've always been I've always been I've, I've been quite lucky that way. I mean, this is I had a novel accepted when I was for publication when I was about twenty. It was almost accepted by Andre Deutsch, the Fourth Estate, and then it was accepted for publication by Polygon, um, when Marion Sinclair was the running it at the time, um, and I I. Uh, in the end, it was my fault. It was a bit of a mess. I I, I told her I didn't want them to publish it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, I can go into why I did that happen, but I could tell you that another time if I ever speak to you. But basically, it didn't happen because I made it not happen. Um, I was 20 years old. I think I thought I was going to be the next, um, I don't know, Jack Kerouac or something, you know, and I got completely carried away with myself. But, and then I put more work out and it was very well received and, and, and I kind of, Again, I went and moved, moved to the south of France for a few years, and I just kind of went off in different. I never stopped writing. I always kept writing. I'm just, I think, and then, then sorry, I'll just quickly say, and then I almost had a, published again, as I said, about 10, 12 years ago. So when I've, when I've, when I've, when I've, um, when I've um, sent work out, it's always been quite well received. I mean, I don't mind it sound that really arrogant, but I've always been quite. Quite lucky that way. I mean, when I sent out the the voids, I got um, well, what became the voids, um, I got an offer, offers from several agents, and so I was I was quite you know, and that so I mean, once you get an agent, yeah, that's I mean, I mean, when I when I remember when I first when I wrote, when I wrote the one that was going to be taken on Polygon, I remember I typed out and I was driving in a in a bus in the West End, um, and I wrote in a typewriter. I mean, literally, it's such a cliche. I mean, I had like there's wine stains on the paper, and one. I mean, literally, honestly, one of the keys didn't work properly, um, and I sent it away, and they were still like, it, it was just, it, it was, it was. You, you, know, you put it in an envelope, um, with a, a self-addressed envelope in it, and you send it off, and 
and it was great. And, and actually, it was it was you could do that then. You could just send. It. I mean, I I only sent it to Andrew Deutsch because I was, a lot of the writers that I was reading at the time were published by Andrew Deutsch, but I had no right to send that. And but I got a good response. Now these days, just talking about the process. I mean, really, first of all, you need to try and get an agent. Yeah. Once you get the, once you, I mean, it's, it can be more difficult now to get an agent than to than to to get into a publisher you know it's, it's just i mean again they're getting sent so many submissions all the time so i mean i think really the only thing i can say is i mean i i never stopped writing even through all the madness and the different things that had happened and i mean during this period not long after the the high rise my my mum fell ill and um she subsequently died and so there's i mean i had a lot of like stuff going on in my serious stuff going on in my life but i never ever stopped writing and i would always try to be as cri critical um, as I could be about my my own writing, and I've been doing this since I was since I was in my early twenty, late teens, early twenties. So I think really just make the work the best it can, the yeah. best it can be, and believe in it, and find your find your voice, you know. And and but the actual process now, I mean, I, the process is a bit of a a bit of a nightmare now, to be to be honest, because there's so many people trying to get books accepted from agents, and there's you know, the agents can, there's, there's, there's just not enough agents, there's not enough outlets there. So the actual, the actual physical thing, the actual, a, 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 that actual business-like side of it, you know, I've been lucky, yeah. but I think it's so difficult for people these days. I mean, what I would say is, is I, I mean, I got the, I, uh, which is just a, a total game changer, when I got the, the Scottish Book Trust Next Chapter Award. And... That really, you know, if you can get if you can get an award or you can get help, you can get in through a, 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 in a door through that way through Scottish Book Trust if you're in Scotland or, or something of that nature. That, that really is a big help because you know they 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 can it can open up so many avenues for you and they can give you so much help and you really just need to try and yeah take take what help you can and and um, not be uh, uh, too high minded about things and just try and keep yourself grounded and keep your get your backside on the seat and. Work as hard as you can, and just keep working, and keep working, and find your voice, and you know, and, and you know, if you get some laugh. I mean, for, but through that, the, one of the judges on the panel when I uh, was awarded it was uh, John Burnside, and he has he's been great. He's been absolutely great. I mean, he's a very busy man. He's got a whole lot of his uh, other stuff going on, so it's not I'm not it's not like we're in contact often. But certainly initially, when I was doing the first early drafts of. What has become the voids? He was he was really helpful, and you know, there's the odd, it just he's been supportive and stuff. Like that. And I would never have got that without the Scot the Scottish Book Trust Award, and just having that, just kind of having that behind you is such a, you know, it's such a, it's just such a help, you know. Um, sorry, it's not, but it's not a great answer for because there is no, there's no great answer. Oh, to but it. I think it's, it's it's quite a familiar answer in a way because one, everyone that I've spoken to about it, every writer has, has comes to it in their own individual way. There is no path of going take, no. take take do this and that'll get you where you want to go it's just impossible but also that idea of luck nearly everyone I've spoken to has said well I was lucky and then given an example of how that luck works so you know mm -hmm. there are um, certain things that need to kind of uh, fall in line okay. but also yeah. that idea of, of just keep writing as well I think it seems to be important yeah. so you recently yeah. had your launch in uh, Glasgow how, how was that for you it was good it was good um it was it was nerve wracking, very nerve wracking. So a couple of glasses of wine were were drank previous <laughs> to to going on stage. But yeah, it was good. It was you know there was a, there were quite a few call offs due to to a uh, uh, COVID unfortunately. But it was still pretty. It was pretty well attended. It was at Waterstones and Socky Hall Street, and the readings went well. I think that the people really reacted to the to the, to the work. And Paul Buchanan was um, hosting it for me and asked asked me the questions, and he was great and. He was really, he's just a special, I think, a special man. Um, right. And he, because he really responded to the to the book when he read it. I sent sent it to him. And I knew, I knew Paul a little bit from way, way back. And I knew that that could go either of two ways. I hadn't seen him for a long, long time. Um, he doesn't suffer artistic fools gladly, believe me. And there was every chance he was just going to, you know, there was there was nothing or, he, or I was hoping he would respond to it. And he responded brilliantly to it. And, um, has really, you know, really got it, and so he was, yeah. So he was hosting it for me, and and he was a good, he was a good guy to have at my side, and um, I'd ask the the right questions and kind of just give me a bit of room to ramble and answer them as best as I possibly could. But it was good, it was good. 
as, as someone who does a bit of cheering themselves, I have to say, when I read The Voyage, I thought this would be great to do an event with because the readings would really capture, mm -hmm. you know, because if you're thinking, especially at a launch, a lot of people there will not have read the book. Mm -hmm. um, maybe later on you can tell me what you chose because I'd be interested, but it, I couldn't, wouldn't think there's a page that wouldn't capture someone and they would go, oh, wow, I want mm -hmm. to either know more about this. This is something there. So it's good to hear that that was the case. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So it was good. Yeah, I wrote, uh, I read, sorry, um, the the opening pages, the first couple of pages, and then a couple of other pages um, from the opening chapter, um, where he's wandering through their high rise, you know, um, compiling lists and stuff, just to kind of set set it up. And then I actually read, which was a kind of last minute decision. We went for a kind of a kind of slightly stronger, more yeah, I guess slightly more somber. Piece um, and the, the bus journey that he takes with his his father. Yeah, it was either going to be that piece or the the when he tries to get to his friend's funeral and um in Cumbernauld, I think it's Cumbernauld. Yeah, when he tries to get to his friend's funeral, you know, the, if you don't remember the section, he's in his cowboy boots and nothing else, naked apparently, his cowboy boots. And that but that bit's got a kind of more, it's got a kind of cinematic kind of slightly for one of a better way of putting a kind of rock and roll quality to it so that that would be good it's good for good uh, it's a good piece to i think hopefully a good piece to read but in the end i went for something with a bit more weight and we went for the bus journey and um you were <laughs> my, my 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 the publicist has said look keep your keep each reading to about three minutes each each section i think the first section i wrote i read sorry was um, about seven minutes long the next one was about ten minutes <laughs> It's long, and it's like, um, and when I went off, I, like, I apologise. It's okay. You had them, you know. You, you you captured them from. You were lucky. You you had them captured from start to, to finish. So I think it went, hopefully, okay. Yeah, yeah that's a very good sign. If you can hold their attention for ten minutes, then that's a really good sign. <laughs> <these things. laughs> and earlier on, I kind of mentioned a couple of books that I the the, the, the voyage reminded me of, and I wondered what were their influences on it. You know, who are the writers, I suppose, that influence not just you, but the book specifically? I think primarily, I think probably, I mean, it's, there's, it's kind of, there's certain inter, what say, intertextual references to, to, through, in the book is, uh, would be Malcolm Lowry's Under the Volcano, which has just been a constant with me. I mean, a, a friend gave me a copy of it when I was about 19, and it's the one book that's, that's really stayed, stayed with me sort of thing. Um, so Lowry's on the volcano was, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of, and not, I mean, not as much an influence, but an, ins an, ins an element of ins inspiration from it. That's the right way to put it. Um, and also Joseph Roth is a, a writer. I love the, the legend of the Holy Drinker mm -hmm. and the Hotel Savoy. And I just love his, his kind of, there's a, he's got an other, the kind of otherworldliness and a, a grace in his writing and, and, and even in, extreme situations and it has this kind of such a poetic quality to it so those two were influences um, and and even just the, the a poem that i read every day while i was in the high rise a lot of poetry was probably influenced it and theodore rothke's poem the, the waking i used to i used to i used to read that most mornings when i was when i was in the high rise and then apart from that just a lot of music music was a big influence um and my father my, my father was a cabaret singer and um, he yeah he was a cabaret singer he, he, he I wrote actually I don't know if you've read it I wrote a, a piece for the quietus recently on, no, on the, you know, yeah and, and my dad he 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 um he won opportunity knocks seven times in a, in a row which was a record at the time um he was a bit of a, a bit of a crooner so music was always going to be a big influence for me um and uh, you know the, 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 the why why it went to Paul Buchanan and, and um, you know it wasn't just by by chance. You know it'd be great to get an endorsement or some support of Paul. But was, I mean, the, the a walk across the rooftops was actually a big influence in the novel as well. And I think just because I can't remember what I mean. That's quite. I mean, it was a while now since that album came out. Um, and what age I was when it, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I was young when it you know when it came out, but. And I don't know what Paul thinks of this, but I mean, I still see, I see it as a kind of, I very much see it as a Glasgow um, album and a, a Scottish album, but at the same time, it has this universality that is just, you know, it, 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 
that I mean that to me that did reimagine the kind of um the Glasgow or the, that experience. I mean, they were very young when they made it and they were living in Glasgow and, and it had that, it has, a, it has a sense of that, but it's, it's bigger. It's bigger. And if I could have, and, and if I could ca I captured even a, a little essence of what they managed to do in that album, then I was some way towards trying to, trying to, 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 you know, get into what I was trying to achieve. And it's a different, you know, it's a different piece of work, obviously completely different from a walk across the river, but if that makes, you know, there, there was, that was a, that was a definite, influence but yeah yeah that's really interesting because i've been talking about the blue nile on another uh, podcast and what i was saying is exact almost exactly that that they it, it was a different type of glasgow it was one at the time when alistair gray was talking about you know reimagining the city theirs mm -hmm. was a kind of empty streets um almost almost like a panorama over the city as they as they went you know it, they take you through and i think that's what the voyage does as well it takes you to different places perhaps but it does take you in in a similar way, in a similar dreamlike uh, state. Um, yeah. You know, it feels like it's three o'clock in the morning, even when it isn't three o'clock in the morning. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah. that's a very interesting comparison. It's one um, I, I'm glad we spoke about. Yeah, and it just it just from it was that kind of belief in the I think they haven't they had in that that when they did when they did hats um, that kind of belief in the the dream. No matter how far away or how out of reach that dream seemed, there, there, there's a sense of reaching, and 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 just as far as the sights concerned, you're completely right. I think that kind of a kind of panoramic view of the city, or you know, or these these streets at certain at three a.m. or or whatever it might be, but rendered in in in, in such a kind of poetic and mm. aching kind of way, you know, and and, and I mean, I've, I've, there's no comparison with the voids, but, you know, that, as I say, if I kind of, I tried to capture even the essence of that, then I was, then I would have been really happy, sort of thing, yeah. The lyric yeah. that's popping into my head now is, I'm tired of crying on the stairs from downtown lights, and I think with yeah. the voids, there's, there's a sense of that at the heart of it as well, isn't there? Yeah, 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 very much, and, um, and heat wave, and all those songs, it's just, you know, this this yeah. this sense of kind of, of change and possibility and this, this kind of electricity that's crackling beneath the, the surface of things, you know, and emotion, emotion. I'm glad we only brought the Blue Nile up at the very end of the conversation, because it sounds like we could have talked just about their album. <laughs> probably, yeah. yes, probably, every chance, yeah, yeah. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I absolutely love The Void, so I hope it reaches uh, the leadership uh, it deserves. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me on. We've had the odd message between each other. It's lovely to to meet you, and I think what you do is fantastic, genuinely. Um, so it's a real service to all of us. So it's, it's great to be it's great to be on. Really, it's really nice. Thank you. Thank you very much, and we will be back soon with someone completely different. Cheers.